Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Mundo, and you're listening to On the Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. Hardest to keep. It just keeps dropping the connection. Um, I had Chad George on for, for a minute, and then I had to completely tell Gerson Shilipake that that we couldn't get to him. So I'm gonna try Giovanni Varela now. Hopefully we'll be able to get a connection with him. If the if it drops, I'm so sorry. Hopefully we'll be able to keep it going here. But I I, I can't make any promises. We had Chad George Hello. for 12 minutes. Hey hey Giovanni, it's Fabiano. You're live on on the mat. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, my goodness. You know, I don't know what the problem is, you know, today of all days, but it's the, the servers dropped two times. I was able to have Chad George on for about 12 minutes. Then I was supposed to have somebody else on, Gerson, and I couldn't even get to him because I've been trying to pull this back up. So if, if it happens to fall, uh, Giovanni, please, just uh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what the problem is, but it just keeps dropping. So now that I have you, on the line. Uh, you know, it, it's been so long since I had a chance to talk to you. First of all, before we get into the questions and everything, it's been so long. How have you been, my friend? I know you've been all over the place. You know, I've been doing good. You know, thanks, God. You know, everything's great. You know, and uh, I'm just sad that we're not able to, to train, you know. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I'm trying to hang in there with the students, you know, doing uh, online classes, you know, and, uh, you know, talking to the students in general to to hang on, to stay healthy, you know, watch yeah. their diet. And try to get it in where they can. But, you know, it, it's hard because they really don't want you, you know, they want you to practice and all that, so it's hard to train with somebody. So you got to pretty much do everything on your own. But uh, before all this hit, I mean, you were all over the place. You've been traveling, uh, you know, for, for quite some time before everything gets. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you Thanks God, 2019 was a great year, you know. Uh, yeah. Man, uh, yeah. I was in four continents, you know, Europe, Asia, Africa, and back to America. You know, it was good, you know. <laughs> Definitely martial arts uh, has been good to me, you know, and uh, especially at my age, you know, man, I'm, I'm 52 years old, you know, and, uh, man, uh, 2019 I was able to compete in the uh, Sambo World Championship, you know, for adults, not yeah. masters, you know. I, I had to fight a... Uh, a, a very tough kid from Uzbekistan, 23 years old monster, you know, and it was a oh, great geez. experience, you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, rules have changed since my early years in Sambo, going back to 1991, you know, and uh, now they're changing the rules because Sambo, you know, it's being uh, approved temporary to be in the Olympics, you know, they give them a three years trial, so for that, in the Sambo competition, they're changing the rules a lot, you know, and, uh, Four minutes and a half into the fight, you know, with only 30 seconds left, you know, uh, I grabbed his wrist and I broke it. I broke his grip with my knee and uh-huh. I got disqualified immediately, you know, to my surprise, I didn't know they removed the rule now, you know, and uh, I'm looking at the referee and the referee is talking to me in Russian, you know, and we are in <laughs> Korea, and, yeah. you know, and uh, I tried to speak to him in English, Spanish, Portuguese, and nothing is either Russian <laughs> or the, or the corner mercy, you know, in Korean. So, you know, I, I had to watch the video and ask other people why they disqualified me to fully understand that, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. It's a, it's a great experience, you know. After but that, you, uh, I was in the Judo World Championship, you know, in in Morocco, you know, so, you know, it, it's a great experience, you know. 
Well, in the Sambo, did they change the rules, what, to keep it moving uh, faster, or did they just change it to adhere to some sort of Olympic protocol, or why did they change them? You know, they, they try to look, to make it look more exciting for the people that don't know Sambo, so they remove a lot of rules that, you know, techniques that, according to them, might be dangerous, you know. Uh, also, in judo, in the old judo rules, you know, we were able to break the grip using your knee when you're standing. Yeah. And uh, they removed it, and now Sambo did too. You know, they're trying to fit in with the Olympic requirements, you know. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is, you know. And, uh, you know, it's very exciting. You know, like I said, especially at my age, man, I'm 52 and I'm, I'm fighting kids that are 20 to 30 <laughs> years old. After yeah. that, you know, I came to California and I did uh, IBJF Nogi Worlds, you know, and it was a great experience, you know. I lost in the semifinals to, to the number one guy, you know, uh, and uh, I ended up placing third. You know, I came back with a bronze medal. You know, but it, it's it's very exciting at my age to be able to compete at this level, you know. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100% just to keep going, especially it's not like you had all this time to train and get ready. You're coming from, you know, a different part of the world, and so you only get a certain amount of time to get ready for that one or whatever. So it says a lot for you, you know, constantly being in the loop and training and, and having your, your own dojo and stuff like that. And I think that has a lot to do with it because, you know, well, honestly, when I first met you, uh, it, it seemed like you, like something clicked, I don't know, and then all of a sudden you just went like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, switched gears and really started moving. And then the the second time I saw you, you were like a different person. I was like, man, this guy's in shape. So I knew something was coming because I was like, man, he's got to be getting ready for something because this dude looks like he's in shape. Is that what happened? Or just one day you said, hey, man, I got to I gotta start. I'm getting older. I got to start pushing forward. I'm going to get in shape or whatever. Because, I mean, the last time I saw you, well, even now on your Facebook, you could tell, man, that, 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 that you're in shape and ready to go. You know what what made that click in my mind you know uh when you when you teach and you dedicate yourself to your student only teaching it, it's a different preparation physical preparation you know because you know you don't really prepare for any any tough competition you just teach and roll teach and roll with your students but yeah. then you know i start i start gaining weight and I was still being able to hang out with my student but then a kid from Brazil you know from Rio de Janeiro he came to to the adults world championship you know ibjf here in the in long beach and the kid he had six fights and he finished five opponents and then he lost the final zero zero he lost by referee decision but man this kid he finished five opponents you know a black belt level it's it's something that is very hard to do so the kid was staying in my academy you know they they recommended with me so he was staying with me here and, you know, when I saw that kid was that good that he finished five opponents and then he lost the final 0-0 by referee decision, I said, you know what, this kid is something outstanding. Let me, let me roll with him. So I roll with him, and I catch him three times in five minutes. And I'm thinking, like, wow, you know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm 50 already, and I can catch this kid. Maybe I can go back and compete. You know, that click in my mind. So I yeah. cut the, the, the soda, you know, and I cut the, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, I'm from Honduras, you know, and, and we eat a lot of Spanish food, so I cut the tacos yeah. and all of the yeah. stuff like that, you know. I start eating healthy, and then my conditioning got better, and, you know, I, I, I can, I can, anytime, you know, that I went to compete, either I, I competed Judo World Championship, Summer World Championship, and the Nogi World Championship, everything 2019, and my conditioning was never a problem, you know, so I'm very excited at my age to, to get back and compete and do it again, yeah. you know. I, I was planning to do the Pan American now and IBJF, but, you know, you plan something, God decides what's going to happen, you know. So 
you know, everything is on hold for everybody now, but, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. 2020, I think, is going to be a great year. I was hoping to do the the fight to win also in the same card as uh, JT, John Thomas, you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, they couldn't find anybody at my age, you know, over 50 that is in shape to fight. So, <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I gave him the option. I can do gi, no gi, or judo, you know, whatever they pick. But, uh, you know, uh, I talked to Seth, and he told me, you know, you, you'll be in the, in the June show. You know, but with the things going on now, I don't even know about it. But, you know, I, I just yeah. keep uh, going, you know, and getting ready, stay in shape, you know, and and, re- and wait for the call, you know, for any event. But uh, with- for sure, for sure, if, if God allows it, my next tournament is going to be uh, uh, going to be in Uzbekistan. It's going to be the, the – no, I'm sorry, in Russia. It's going to be the Sambo Masters. This time I'm not going to fight adults. You know, I don't want to fight kids that are yeah. 20, 30 years old. So – I'm going to fight uh, guys that are 50, 55, you know. So, you know, I, I'm sure I'm going to do a lot better in that age group, you know. Oh, oh yeah, without a doubt. Well, maybe it's true, like you, like you say. Maybe it's just, you know, something to where God's telling us, look, man, let's all slow down. Let's get back together with our families, you know, and spend some time. And then we'll, we'll come back come back even even stronger, you know. I mean, that that's the way I try you to know, look at it. Cause... Uh... Go for it. You know, sometimes, Bobby, you when you start feeling uh, in shape, sometimes you make mistakes. You know, like I felt good and I and I made a mistake. I made a rookie mistake and I felt and I became a little cocky. Like I can do the the adults uh, Sambo World Championship, and I end up fighting this little monster, 23 years old. So I'm gonna correct that mistake. I'm gonna get back and fight my age group. I wanna fight, you know, 73 kilos. Oh, actually, some with 74 kilos, and I'm going to fight 50-55. I'm not going to fight yeah. kids no more. I'm going to leave that for my students. But, hey, I did that Sambo Worlds, you know, and uh, I won one fight. I lost the other fight. and But, hey, nobody threw me. Nobody submitted me, you know. It was, you know, four minutes and a half until I got disqualified with 30 seconds left, you know. But I yeah. take that as a blessing, you know. That's what I mean. You always learn. You, you know, know you always a- learn and get the experience from that, you know. Like we say in Jiu-Jitsu, you either win or learn, you know. And, uh, you know, for my next competitions, you know, I have a pretty good team to, to prepare with, you know. Uh, when it comes to Sambo, I go with Gokor Shirisha. You know, I've been with Gokor since oh, yeah. 1991. I'm I'm the oldest student that Gokor has, you know. Not only in age, but also in time being with him. When it comes to judo, I'm his highest ranked uh, judo student, you know, with a sixth degree. So with Gokor, I can prepare for either judo or, or Sambo. When it comes to jiu-jitsu, man, I, I have Thiago Reinaldo. You know, Thiago Reinaldo is my jiu-jitsu professor. That, that guy is a monster, you know, not only in his size because he's 6'4", but also technical, you know. So, you know, it, it's pretty good. You know, I, I'm happy with the people that I have around me, and, you know, I, I, I think uh, we'll have a great year, you know. You know, I, I I highly agree. You know, real quick for the people listening to you, you're on the mat radio with Fabi Chulo. Sorry about the interruption. The server went down. Hopefully, so far we've been doing okay. So hopefully we'll be able to finish up the rest of the hour. But you know, I I gotta tell you, man, and not not just Giovanni because you're on the show and you know uh, we've talked to you so many times. But like I've had Jesus Carmo uh, Vasquez, I've had John Thomas on the show, and we all say the same thing. This is what I was telling Jesus. You know, I've I've had a lot of doors slammed in my face. Like I, I go to a ton of dojos and I say, Hey man, you know, I got the show. Why don't you guys come on? We could promote your stuff. Ah, you know, whatever. And, and then I don't, you know, whatever. If you don't want to come on, no problem. I'm just trying to promote and get, get it out there. I said, but Giovanni was one of the few that said, Hey man, absolutely. Whatever you want to do, come on in. And, and like was one of the, the, the few people who really made me feel like family. Like, I mean, 
even Cody Rhodes, who wasn't even into into jujitsu or judo or anything, he was telling me, he said, hey, man, you know, these, these guys are really nice. I was intimidated when I first went to their gym because I see them throwing people. But, you know, they're, they're really nice. And Jesus says the same thing, and John says the same thing. So not not just because you're on here, but I think that's the difference. You know, when people come there, you know, they, they see that it's a family atmosphere, and, and it really helps them to learn, and they get comfortable, and then and then they just progress. You, you know what I mean? You know, uh, main thing, you know, in my academy, my team, you know, I got 16 affiliated academies, you know, in different countries, and I tell the same thing to those instructors. I try to make it like a family uh, environment, you know, family atmosphere, you know. There's no need to have an attitude, you know. You know how many people uh, come to train with me and I see their attitude and I tell you, you know what, this is not the right <laughs> academy. I want to make sure that you come and train, you have a great, great time, and you go back home wishing to come back tomorrow. Or if you come in to train with your girlfriend or your wife, you will have the peace of mind that nobody will disrespect you or disrespect her. I, I like to have, you know, that, that kind of environment in my academy, you know. And like you said, uh, Jesus or, or, or JT, John Thomas tells, you know, those, those guys uh, know me for many years and those are great guys. And, you know, and, you know I'm very happy to, to, to know those guys. And that's the way I treat everybody. Man, you and I will go back so many years ago yeah. and I was talking to one of my guys in Mexico and I, I tell him, you know, listen to a, to a show tonight. He says, Mo, I'm glad they're going to be with Fabi uh, for the first time. I said, not the first time. I've been in his radio show for so many times, but every time yeah. is like a new new experience. Every time I have a great time, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, even even the live shows when we went and we did we, we showed some of the stuff, some of the, the moves and stuff like that, and that stayed on the On The Mat website, and then we even used that, you know, for, for the Anaconda Academy for our picture when you go to On The Mat and all that, just because, you know, that it's – it's yeah, just been I see it. Yeah, I appreciate that, yeah. man. That's re- that's really yeah. nice. You know? Yeah, and then when 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 I was working for another company, when we had a studio and everything, the one of the first people I had over, you couldn't make it because you were doing something. So we had Marvin come down, and we and yes, even I the guys. That was, yeah, even the guys I was working with were like, man, this guy, this guy, he was showing them some videos to where that he didn't let them see on 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 uh, YouTube because he didn't want the people to know. But I mean, just to see at a jujitsu tournament, the guy would shoot like he would grab the belt, dig the hips him, and boom, and they were like, Oh my God. You know, so it, it, it's been that type of relationship from, from then. That's why I always have Giovanni, Marvin, those guys and all that, because uh, what's a, like, whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So that's why, you know, I think that it's, it's so successful and everything. And then just like you say, you know, you, you have a passion for it. you, I'm imagining that you get a lot when you see people like that, uh, like like John Thomas and Jesus and them talk so well about you and do well in their competitions. Because John, man, he, he just recently won a fight to win, and I can see a lot of things, you know, that, that he's learned from there. So that's got to make you feel even better as well as you competing to see other people do well, you know? You know, I'm very happy and very proud when I see my guys uh, do really well, like, you know, uh, Jesus is, is going on with his uh, Honduran grappler uh, clothing line, you know, and I'm so yeah. happy that he's doing great. You know, when, when JT, John Thomas, he won the fight to win, you know, his victory was my victory. I was very happy for him, you know, and uh, yeah. it was great. You know, the fight the fight went exactly the way I, I thought it was going to go. You know, and uh, the, only, the only sad part that day is that I didn't get to fight that day because I wanted to be in that card. But uh, besides that, uh, I was very happy and proud that, that he won. And he made it look easy, you know. You know, yeah. John, you know, he has he has great, great uh, takedowns, you know. And uh, he made it look easy. And uh, 
I'm very happy and proud for those guys. You know, and I tell you right now, you know, uh, I have all other other guys that are that I'm working on in different countries. You know, for the next year's World Championship, you know, we're gonna do a splash. You know, because I got some guys coming. You know, even from Russia, yeah. and uh, these guys will do good. You know, but yeah. you know, is I tell you, uh, jiu-jitsu is something that I love. Uh, you know, martial arts in general, jiu-jitsu, you know, some, but you know. Bobby, God has been great to me because, as you know, I don't make my living with teaching jiu-jitsu, you know. I'm a computer, yeah. I'm a hardware engineer. That's what I do for a living. You know, I work on computer. Yeah. But nighttime, I change my, and I put my judogi or my jiu-jitsu kimono, and I just forget about the whole stress from the day, and I just enjoy rolling, you know. But, you know, in general, you know, I think I'm blessed. You know, I get I get to work on what I love, computers, and I get to enjoy training jiu-jitsu and teaching jiu-jitsu or judo, yeah. you know. And it shows. I mean, it it shows. You know, with, with the people that you that come out of your out of your team and stuff like that, it re, it really makes a big difference. But um, real quick, uh, since we're running up against the clock, uh, you you got some online stuff going on. Well, let me tell you something. First of all, it, there's some good that's come out of all this. Is I got down to because you know I'm by myself now. Cody Cody Rhodes moved to Arizona and he moved on to different things. So I'm by myself. So well, the one good thing is I got to clean out the garage and I found all the stuff for the live broadcast. New mics, uh, new mic stands, and everything. So once all this is over, the first place I would like to go is back to to the Anaconda Academy so I could do a live show. Then there's no time limit. If you want to do an hour, we could do an hour, you know, or whatever. So that's for sure. That's the first place I'm going to go back. So real quick, tell us a little bit about Bobby, this online. You, you, know, go, go ahead. you know, the Anaconda Academy is your, is, is your home. You know, every time you oh, come, sure. it's like a party for us. We enjoy it. You know, we, we enjoy yeah, talking sure. to you guys. You know, we enjoy having you there. You know, right now what I have online, you know, it's um, – I have a, a website which uh, I'm giving access to all my students and all the other instructors from other uh, academies in different countries. So, you know, and we're uploading techniques every day. Not only me, but any of us that are brown belt and up, we upload the techniques for the other people to see it. You know, so the, all the white belt, the blue belt, the purple belt, they can see and train those techniques. So anybody who's brown and up, they can upload it. And, you know, I'm also lucky and blessed that I get my instructors to upload their techniques, you know, Goku Shivishan, that everybody knows. So uh, my jiu-jitsu instructor, Thiago Reynaldo from Gracie Baja, you know, that guy, I tell you, it's a monster, you know, and he, I upload his techniques there, you know. So, you know, it, it's great, you know, and uh, it's all free, all free, you know. I even posted on my Facebook, you, anybody can go and, and access that, you know, and, you know, main thing is to spread jiu-jitsu, you know, spread jiu-jitsu all over the world. You know, and uh, talking about that, Fabi, real quick, you know, I've been working with the Sport Jiu-Jitsu International Federation, you know, and I represent uh, the SJIF, you know, for Central America. So anything going on with Jiu-Jitsu in Central America in those seven countries has to go through me, you know. And uh, we did the first Central American Championship in Honduras. Now we were hosting a second Central American Championship in city of Panama, Panama. And uh, it got canceled because of this thing going on with the coronavirus. But, you know, yeah. we had a lot of people already registered. So we're going to get back. So right now my main focus is spread Jiu-Jitsu in Central America, you know, in a uh, eventually have not only a national federation but a single federation for whole central america and bring a competition team to worlds you know it's something that we're oh, working man. on and uh, i get the support from the sport Jiu-Jitsu international federation with their president joel silva so you know it's a lot of things that, that that we're doing and people will love it once they see it up and running you know yeah well they, i don't think your plate has ever been empty i mean it's constantly you're moving from one to the other and always you know working and putting it out there but wait we could here at on the mat radio 
we can appreciate it. But for the people listening to this, don't forget, if you want to check out Giovanni.com, you can go on there. As soon as all this stuff is over with, I highly recommend that you go down there and check it out. Because not only judo, jujitsu, you know, classes for the kids, they're always taking care of them and everything like that. So make sure you check it out. Hey, Giovanni, siempre es un gran placer, you know, whenever I get to talk to you. So we'll talk to you again real soon. And I'm going to be down there real soon, okay, my friend? Thank you very much for having me. And don't forget, guys, anybody who wants to train judo in Southern California, they're welcome to join the Anacona Academy at no charge, okay? I teach judo because I love judo. There's no charge to train judo for new students, for adults or children. You know, welcome uh, anytime. You know, we train judo Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. You can check Giovanni.com or find me on social media. And uh, judo training is free, guys. So let's have fun. Fabi, once again, my friend, thank you very much for the opportunity. And as always, pleasure talking to you guys. Absolutely. Always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. And we'll be right back after this. Giovanni Varela, everybody, make sure you check him out. goodness we were able to get Giovanni on for for as long as we did because I'm so worried about the server going down but it's always good to talk to him you know because he's always been a good friend of the show and as you can tell by his by his students and everything like that man everybody does appreciate it to Gerson Shilipaki I'm so sorry man that the server went down when it was your time but I will definitely make it up to you Gerson Shilipaki coming from what used to be shoot the bucks to fight solutions you know now that good friend of the show so I always make sure that we get him on too, especially when we're back on. But let me try to give Simon Lotto a call, get him on so we can talk some, talk some pro wrestling and get him on there. Don't forget, you can always go to Giovanni.com to check out all the latest information on there. Make sure you check it out. And plus, he's got some online stuff going too. Hello. Hey, Simon, it's Fabiano live on On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Uh, yes. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Did you get thrown off because the, the number came from Brooklyn, New York? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. As soon as I saw the New York number, I was like, um, I don't know if I should answer this, but I'm going to go with my gut instinct on this. Well, you know what? That happens a lot because the, the, the studio and, and the, the production and everything is way out there. So when I call, that's, that's what happens. It comes on. It, it comes up Brooklyn, New York. But you're, you're here with us, and everything's good to go. It was touch and go for a minute because my server went down. So my second guest. Oh, wow. Who's, yeah, who's a Muay Thai expert from, uh, you know, he used to be with Shoot the Bucks, and now he's with Fight Solutions. I had to. You say, hey, man, I'm so sorry that, you know, your segment got cut, but, you know, I just got his back because that dude will kick me in the legs and I'll be out for six months because, I mean, the dude is just amazing. But real quick for the people, <laughs> you're here, you're on the mat radio with your host, Fabi Chulo. Don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com, check out all the latest information as well as myluckygee.com. And on the line with us right now, uh, Simon Lotto, who... I got to see a few times, you know, and then we actually got to go do the show in, in Compton Mania and stuff like that. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I got a lot to talk about uh, as far as that's concerned. But, you know, I've been putting a lot of, of you guys' stuff up 
on, on my social media and everything like that. And people are asking me, cause you know, dude, I've been in the business for almost 20, <laughs> 24 years. So, you know, a lot of my old school guys are like, Hey man, cause the, the, the picture that I, I mean, the video that I put up is the one from Compton Mania where you guys did your finisher. And that got yeah. more, that got me more messages <laughs> than, than almost anything that I put in my MMA, jujitsu or judo. I mean, people were like, what they were saying was the timing was perfect. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, the people want to know a little bit more about Simon Lotto. So uh, I, I I had heard of you guys and I'd, I'd seen you guys, I think, once or twice. I, just you for some reason. I, don't, I didn't get to see Steve uh-huh. that much. So I knew who Simon Lotto was. But I didn't know where you trained or where you came from or whatever. So the people that are listening to us now on On The Mat Radio, take us back a little bit and tell us, first of all, I know people get bit by the bug. They see pro wrestling. Dude, that's what I want. So I know you're going to so, yeah. so from there, take us to that. Did you just go find, look for a place to train and get from there? How to get started? Um, it, was, it was actually a crazy, pretty crazy story. Um, me, me and Steve were actually, were actually, we went to high school together. So we, you know, did the whole backyard scene. You know, we all loved wrestling. We all had that love for wrestling. So we did the whole little backyard scene, you know, got with our friends, did all that. But once it came across, like, we just didn't know how to really come to the actual business. We never knew how to actually come into the business of professional wrestling. But luckily, I don't know where he was at the time, but he came across a promotion called HRW from the Young Bucks. It was a promotion set up in the high desert up here in Hesperia out of a, out of a local skating rink. And he's seen the flyer. He talked to me with the flyer, and he's like, "Hey, we would you want to check this show out?" And we went to there. We we saw the show, loved everything about it because it was you know professional wrestling. It was just our first time, you know, like all oh, we've never seen any WWE up until then. It was our first live professional, and it was an indie show. And we were all like, we were like, we were really big wrestling fans. They just came. It's like you see these guys too much. These guys that are around our side, younger, not older. Like, you know, a lot of these guys are just—they look like our age, around our size, build, and so on. Of course, so it, it looked possible. They weren't the giants like you had in WWE, and that just that opened the door for us. So we talked to management right then and there, and we went to training, and we actually got our training, our original start, our training from the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. <laughs> Who have moved on to big, big things now? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, well, um, you know, it's it, it's it's funny because, like you said, back then, I mean, they just wanted to see these big, huge monsters and and stuff like that. So by the time you were coming in, did it start to come to the forefront where some of the smaller guys, cruiserweights, for lack of a better term, were starting to get some shine? Yep, it was it was honestly around that time. It was around where Rey Mysterio was making the name for himself. You know, Chavo Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, like a lot of these small guys, like you know, were a lot. Of, you know, they were making names for themselves for being just a small guy, but they had the work ethic. They were able to put the hard work in behind it, and that paid off. So, like when once it came into training and getting into the training, like we just we did it every. It was every Saturday kind of a thing. We got it done. Like we did our time in the ring, and even time training was over. Me and Steve were the type that stood behind, like, because it, it so happened to be in, you know, in their backyard, you know, go figure, but we would stay behind while everyone would leave, be tired, you know, store and everything like that, and we stay behind, like, what more can we learn, like, teach us, like, continue to, you know, let's, let's all we can get from this, and yeah. we, we milked it as much as we could, we milked it. <laughs> Yeah, which is smart, which is smart. I mean, the more knowledge and more experience that you get, you know, the, the better you are. Now, real quick before we continue, um, 
I, I got to tell you, man, I mean, I was a huge fan of Chris Benoit back then. Were, were you a <laughs> fan of his? I mean, I know because the the documentary and stuff just came out, but uh, you <laughs> The documentary threw everybody a curveball. <laughs> it, 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 it did. It honestly, did. honestly, my my take my take on him, I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a very tragic situation, everything that happened, and, yeah. you know, I, you know, my, you know, my prayers go out to the Herger family and everything like that. Yeah. And obviously the Benoit family too, because everything that, you know, his son's going through right now with all the backlash that he's getting and, you know, he wasn't really even in the scene, but he's still yeah. getting the backlash. But um, honestly, when it comes to Benoit, Benoit, like he will always be in my head. He will always be a top 10 performer in my eyes. Like right. as far as the whole outside the ring, like, I, I never really judge a book by a cover, but like when it comes to outside the ring acting and and everything like that along those lines, I mean, yeah. everyone has their own demons. Everyone has their own flaws. Everyone has their own things they got to work through. But as far as, like, you know, in-ring performance, he was always there, suit and tie. He was always, you know, 110%. I'm going to give you my all every single time. doesn't matter if I'm hurting. doesn't matter if I'm tired. doesn't matter what I'm going through at home. I'm going to give it 110%. Right. And right. I admire stuff like that. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. And I, I put this up on because I was talking to Larry Park or whatever, but I, I – was working for Kiss and Charisma uh, back in the day. It had to be like 98, I think, or 99, somewhere in there. And we were working in Tijuana, and it was in a, in a literally in a rodeo, you know, like a bull ring type of thing or whatever. And yeah, I, see this yeah. guy, I see this guy doing squats, you know, Hindu squats and all that. And I look over, and I mean, I see he looked like a like a fire hydrant. I mean, he was just, you know, boom. Uh-huh. And I look like that, and I see him, and I look at Kiss, and I go, hey, man, I go, who who is this over here? And he goes, looks, and he goes, oh, that's Pegasus, or whatever. And I go, uh, I, I, he's not working with us, is he? And he's like, no, nah, he's in the main. I'm, and in my mind, I'm going, thank God, because this dude, this dude looked insane. And, he, <laughs> and then when, after my match, when I saw when I saw him, I was like, oh, my God, where did this dude come from? I mean, he was just 100 miles an hour. But that's the only time in interaction or, or in person that I ever got to see uh, him. And then, uh, you know, as I, as I progress and everything like that, I've always read, I like biographies. I've always, like, I read Ric Flair, anybody, name it, I've, I've read their biography, The Rock, all those guys. Yeah. But when I read when I read Chris Benoit's uh, and read all this stuff, the, the thing that stuck out the most to me is he said, you know, I, I, I never worry about going over or not going over. He goes, because I'm so confident in, in my stuff. I know even if, if I have to take the fall or whatever, I'm going to get my stuff in and people are going to know who I am. So that, that kind of stuck with me. You, you kind of get the same thing. You don't care what happens because you, you know, you, you're going to get your stuff in. you're going to get the shine either way. So it doesn't matter. You're all about the business, right? Oh yeah, completely. Um, honestly, it's kind of crazy that you would even mention that too. Cause I've actually talking, I've actually talked to Steve about that. There, I mean, it's cool that we're getting the publicity we're getting now. And I, you know, I thank everybody for it, but it's like, we hit that 180 curveball to where it was basically, you know, we go to a show, we'll do a match and everything like that, but we're, we were yes boys, basically. We were, we were guys that, you know, this guy had this match planned out and, you know, oh, you're, are you cool with that? Yes. Are you cool with that? Yes. It was, we had no instinct, like, okay, I'll do this cool move. I'll do this cool move. As long as I'm cool with that, I'm good. You know what I mean? But now, yeah. now that we see the way, you know, pro wrestling's developed and it's, you know, it's such a hybrid style now, like, you know, especially from our trainers and everything like that, the way we've seen it, it's basically, it's, it's different. So now yeah. we got to come at it different. In order to get the exposure we want, we got to come at it different now. So I told Steve, we're no longer yes boys. We're basically going to get everything we want to get in 
And, you know, yeah, we'll, t- we'll take the hits. We'll take the bumps. We'll take everything you, you guys got towards us. But we're going to give you that plus more. And, if, I mean, it is what it is. Like, it's, it's a different style now. So when it comes to getting, you know, basically getting your stuff in, oh, trust me, we get our stuff in like that. We make sure we get our stuff in. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100%. Real quick for the people listeners, you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio with your host, Bobby Chula. We're talking to Simon Lotto, talking a little bit about, um, you know, what it takes to, to, to get to where you want to get, you know, as far as like uh, working yeah. and, and work effort and stuff like that. Now, me personally, when, when I started training, that there was only lucha. I mean, there was very, very few American style shows. So I had to train Lucha and, and work up through that way. So, but the point I'm getting at is nowadays, when you talk about somebody like Chris Benoit, and I put up a video not too long ago of Chris Jericho, because I used to work at All Nations uh, back in the day, working Lucha. He would go over there and work Lucha shows. He worked against Piloto and Superboy and all that. And, and he's one person that I have a lot of respect for, but another person I have a lot of respect for is Chris Daniels because Chris Daniels and I were working there at the same time. And he, no Spanish whatsoever, but he would come and he would say, Hey man, can I work? And they would go, wow, this, can this guy work? He worked one time and they saw what he could do. And they were like, Hey man, can you come back next week or whatever? So those guys who 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 did that to me that seems like that got them to where they are today now we talk about i had joey chaos on tuesday and we we're talking about training he was saying well you know the guys got to get to a certain level before i can work them let them go work the luchas with with uh phoenix star and zokery and i said yeah and yeah and, and we were talking and said, well, if you think about it, the guys that have, that have, that have went on, like Brody King went to ring of honor. First per- people they put him with bandito, Ray Horus, you know, people like that. Um, Jake Atlas. I saw him wrestle Daga at a PCW show. And I mean, that was one of the best matches. I mean, for me to pull money out of my pocket and throw in the ring takes a lot, but, after <laughs> that, but you know, it, it says a lot. It says a lot about your dance partner. I mean, he, him and Daga put on. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're yeah. only as, you're, the match is only as good as you and your opponent. It's, it's not a one way dance. <laughs> exactly. So, so that, that to me, uh, uh, you know, that's, what's going to happen. And it, let's say you guys get the call tomorrow. Hey man, we need some people for new Japan or whatever. Look how many luchadores are in there. And that's also a big mixture. Cause you got the guys from like England, you know, Zack Sabre jr. I mean, it's a big yep. mix of different, of different styles. So the more you work, the more different lucha people, strong style or whatever, that's what, to me, that's, what's going to get you to the promised land. Would you agree? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. The, a lot of people, I mean, they don't necessarily overlook it, but it's definitely one of the roots coming into professional wrestling. Like when it comes to luchador style, like, I mean, come on, like yeah. people, people are still to this day inventing new arm drags. Like seriously. Yeah, it, it does. And, and but like when it, but honestly, like to, I don't, I was saying that like to get to the promised land, it, there's definitely easy. There's definitely not easier, but there's definitely other routes than just taking the indie. You know I mean, just the basic American scene. There's the lucha scene. There's the you know, there's the England. Like there's the um, outer oh, border yeah. scene. Like there's Japan. Like there's all kinds of routes now. What's the so real quick before we continue on? What's what would be the 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 end all be all for for let's say Team High Risk? Because to me. Um, I mean, it used to be WWE. When I was doing my interviews back in the day, I would say, oh, I want to get to WWE. I mean, which is still, I mean, that's where everybody's in line because that's where you're going to make the most money or whatever. But now there's so many options, Ring of Honor, New Japan, you know, all those, uh, AEW, all those different companies. Um, To me, and and right now, I mean, AEW is great. WWE is great. But to me, if 
if if I was 20 years younger and I could make it to New Japan and work work one of those main shows that they have over there, I think I would be like, okay, this is the big time. If nothing else happens from here on, I mean, this is going to be it. What about your What about yourself? Uh, so, so basically, your question was, what would be like the end all, like where the place yeah, we would want to end up? Yeah, the pinnacle. Uh, the pinnacle for us, honestly, um, right now it's right now it's up in the air. We we kind of fight with each other and everything like that because obviously we we want that exposure with WWE. We our our head trainers are AEW, so we obviously want to get our feet wet over there. If not, you know, hopefully maybe yeah. get contracts at some point over there because you know we've been in the talks with them and everything like that. So. Like things are good that way, but it's also too like um, the thing with with WWE. It's it's such a you know doggy dog world in that spot. So it's basically, yeah. you know, I, I, I like I love I love what AEW is doing with their wrestlers because I'm noticing a lot of their indie workers that they're booking or what they're doing with not changing them. Please, they're not putting them through any sort of system to where you know this isn't the yeah. same guy you've seen in the indies and fell in love with. This is a different guy now. Yeah. So, so what they what AEW uh, for us to kind of keep our image and keep what we love to kind of do. I feel like AEW is a good spot. I feel like ROH is a good spot. I feel like Japan's a good spot. But the way me and Steve have always talked about it, as far as an end game, we we it's it's left in the air. It's left. It's completely left up in the air. But as far as right now, we just anywhere we can get an open door and be welcomed in, we are more than appreciated to take anything. OH, yeah, we're I, we're more than patient to take Japan, like you know what I mean? So I I would agree one hundred percent with that. Can can you hold on for one more segment? Because uh, I still got quite a bit to talk about. Can you hang on for just about thirty seconds? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, hang on, we'll be right back. This is on the mat radio with your host Bobby Chulo. We're talking to Simon Lotto. Be right back after this. What's up, everybody? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Mundo, and you're listening to On the Mat Radio with Bobby Chulo. That's what I'm talking about, Johnny Mundo back in the WWE with The Miz, uh, where he should be, because out of everybody, that man's paid serious dues, and I'm glad he's back making Oh, yeah, of course, of course. (laughs) You're here live with On The Mat Radio with your host, Fabi Chulo, and I'm talking to Simon Lotto. Good enough to stay for one more segment, but, you know, um, real quick, I got to tell you, man, uh, it's funny because uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I might have had the coronavirus because when I went to Korea, <laughs> at the at the Inoki Dojo, I was so sick. I mean, I had uh, kind of like I would say like I just really heavy head and and I wasn't coughing so much, but like I was just really just felt horrible. I was on the tail end, but um, Jessica was like uh, Nicolette was like. You know, I I, I want to go down to the show, and, and I go, you know, you know, but then I go, it's a Sunday, and I got to go to work tomorrow, and then I saw that, and I said, yeah, let's go. So we went, and I didn't really know what to expect. That was my first time ever at an Oki Dojo show, and I got to tell you, man, I had, you know, <laughs> I had such a good time. The way they mixed it up. You know, with the lucha yeah. and, and, and the hardcore and the uh, women and everything like that. So that's really the first time I got to sit down, watch a show, and I got to see High Risk. So so Nicolette and I were talking to them. We're saying, oh, you know, she goes, yeah, they do this and blah, blah, blah. And I said, 
so we're talking, and it seemed like it, the match went kind of quick. But when I looked up, I see you guys hit your move on Biagio, <laughs> and, I, and you know what it looked like. You know when when they when they they put the guy's head in the guillotine, and then they drop the uh, the blade, and the head just goes flying. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was already in the air doing doing the the inward moonsault, and you were coming down at the same time. And and I mean that got got a huge pop from the crowd. But I thought you killed Biagio, but the timing was there <laughs> where it made it look like it. So to me, it, when you can do that, when you can, the timing is so right that I thought he was dead. You know that to me showed that you guys have been working together and been really putting stuff together. So then Compton Mania was right around the corner, and you know I. I was talking to so many people and all that, but you know, I got out there and I was filming it. And dude, when you guys hit the finisher at Compton, Mania, <laughs> even, even though there was probably 500 people at the at the dojo show in Oki Dojo, there was probably maybe yeah. 30 or 40. It was louder at Compton Mania than it was there. <laughs> Popped big time. So you know, uh, um, real quick, take us through that. I mean, that was to me. I, I didn't know what to expect. I thought, wow, this is you know, this is literally in somebody's yard or whatever. But I mean, it was a great show. It turned out to be really good. What I what I loved about Comptomania is it it had that urban feel behind it. It was basically one of those like you know, hey, here's a group of friends and everything like that. Let's let's you know get the neighborhood together. Let's we got a wrestling yeah. ring. We got we got the talent. Like let's put on a show for the neighborhood. Basically, kind of a feel. And that's what I loved about it because it felt like, you know, I mean, these weren't a hundred percent pro wrestling fans. So you had to work twice as hard. And I mean, I mean, I thank all their applause and everything like that. I'm glad they loved the move, but it's like, you know, we felt like me and Steve, when, you know, thinking in our heads, okay, this is a different environment. We've always noticed that every show we've ever been to, it's a different environment. Every single show, Lucha shows, American shows, it could be, you know, we, we worked a show in, in Santa Maria not too long ago for Micromania and, the crowd was different. Every crowd's different in every spot. We've noticed that. And we've even, as far as Brawley, like everywhere we've ever worked, it's a different crowd, different crowd, different crowd. So we play into it. And I mean, if we're first match, we go out there and just try to more like, kill each other, kill ourselves, do what we got to do to just, you know, at least something. But yeah, as far as, yeah. you know, as far as Compton Mania and everything like that, with, you know, not these little wrestling fans and everything like that. So we had, a, we felt we had to work twice as hard. So, um, when it came time to working, we just we did what we did. We did our routine, and when it came to our finisher, it's it's almost like that finisher for us has become like 3D basically from the Deadly Boys. It's come like almost yeah. like the twist of fate uh, Swan Tom from the Hardy Boys. It's it's almost like the crowd is expecting it. People want to see that move, and like, it's amazing. It's amazing to get that yeah. feel, but like people go crazy for that move, and I and I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I, I think you got something there. I mean, I really do. I think it's just a matter of time till you know, uh, uh, you know, somebody. It's funny because you could work a show with ten people, and there could be one person in there that could say, "Hey, man, I think you guys got something here. Let's go over here," and and it just takes off. I mean, it's just it's weird how the yeah. wrestling business works. But anyways, real quick for the people, listeners, if you want to check out High Risk, um, check out Simon Lotto or Nicolette Marie, you know, just put that in your, your little search engine in there and you can check it, check out Simon Lotto, just put him in your search engine. He keeps everybody up to date, got some videos and stuff going. It sucks right now because of the stupid coronavirus. Everybody's home. Oh yes. <laughs> but to me, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look at it as like, Hey, this is a good time to reload, get yourself in shape. Uh, heal up some of your injuries and come back better than ever. That's the way I'm trying to look. Oh at yeah, it. oh yeah. That's 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 exactly how me and Steve are looking at it too. Like, I mean, I've even been in talks with Nicolette. Like, we 
the fact that we're not in, you know, able to go to shows, everything that we, you know, are used to doing every single weekend, and you know, putting our bodies at risk every single weekend, we still edge of this opportunity to work on promo skills, to work on, you know, the work ethic, to work on your diet, to work on, you know, your training, to yeah. continue going, so that way, when it comes time, that when all this clears up, like you're ahead of the game. I that's that's really how cool. I've always. That's how I've always wanted to be with, especially with me and Steve. Always, like even like how how you said you seen that guy doing squats and everything like that. Like when it comes to like me and Steve, we we are still critiques basically. Like we yeah. will beat down on ourselves when we feel like something isn't right. We feel like we messed up on something, and we will legit punish ourselves to where it's like, okay, we'll do better next time. We're gonna do better next time. Like we we do that to each other to motivate basically. But you know the fact that we don't have a wrestling right now, have shows or anything on those lines, doesn't mean we can't keep ourselves motivated. So what we basically do is we continue to keep ourselves motivated with our training, with our dieting, and just you know as far as watching wrestling. Luckily, there's still wrestling. Obviously, you know the internet's not dead, people. So you can still study oh, yeah. and still continue to watch great matches, develop your character, develop your stuff, everything you need to yeah. do because you know. Yeah, you're always learning. There, I mean, it's not going to go anywhere. Yes, exactly. Even me, at, at 54 years old, I still learn stuff and, and <laughs> from, just from watching different things. But, hey, Simon, a million thank yous for coming on, man. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to the next show once this is all over. For the people listening, don't forget, put Simon Lotto in your little search engine. It keeps everybody up to date on there. Check out High Risk. Check out Nicolette Marie. She's got merch and everything coming. So once this is over, it's 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 going to be huge. So, all right, Simon, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, you get healed up. Get yourself together and i'm pretty sure it's going to be blowing the roof off next time we see you oh yeah of course thank you man thank you so much for having me all right you got a simon lotto make sure you check him out Call me some Gerson Shilipaki right now, see if I can get him on for 10 minutes because it, it sucks that everybody else got to get on, but he wasn't able to come on. So hopefully, even though he sees the Brooklyn number, he'll answer. Hello? Hey, Gerson. Gerson Shilipaki, it's Faviano. You're live on hey. On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Yes, Fabi. How are oh, you doing? My God. Dude, I am doing so well. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay, real quick for the people this just you're here, you're on the mat radio with Fabi Chilo, and we're talking to Gerson Chilipake. Uh, I got to tell you, man, I'm by myself now. I don't have a producer anymore. So, you know, <laughs> I've been doing, this is like my fourth or fifth show by my on my own, and everything's been going fine. No problem. All of a sudden, bam, the server went down twice. I had to restart the show <laughs> a couple of times. So hopefully we'll be able to stay on. Only got, I only got about 10 minutes, but I said, man, I got to call Gerson because he's always been good to me. And always been good to the show. So real quick before uh, we get into the, how are you doing, man? I know you got online stuff going and everything, but it's got to just really, really take the wind out of your sails, you know, especially with Fight Solutions doing so well and everything. But you just got to mm-hmm. just kind of stay positive, right? Oh, yes. We was, you know, the gym was crowded all the time, all classes full. And this thing got us like, well, surprised completely, but came from nowhere. The closing the gym, you was expecting but not the fast, you know? Yeah. So, but, 
we decided to go through straight like live classes online, you know, interactive classes, like where we can see and correct the students, not just the Instagram or Facebook, but it's, it's limited. But we decided we built a full studio inside the gym with the cameras, microphones, lights, to bring the best quality as possible. And be yeah. working, you know, our members are really happy. They get to work out, a chance to work out with their own family because everybody's in quarantine, you know. So yeah. the moment jump in the training, the, the nephew, <laughs> and we keep the community healthy, you know. Like they, they don't need to be outside to risk it to run. They do all inside of the house. They've been working very well. Yeah, and so you just you know it's good it keeps you staying positive and keeps you moving and stuff like that. But I gotta tell you, man, um, when when uh, Joanna Yanjurjic fought May Lee for for the belt, we uh, we were actually mm-hmm. at a at a working the lucha show, and one of the guys was mm-hmm. streaming it on his phone. The, the the guys in the back completely stopped to watch the fight. The whole time I was watching, mm-hmm. I was thinking, man, I, I know Gerson's got to be watching this fight and say, now real oh, quick, yeah. I I gotta tell you, man, that was. Far and away, one of the one of the best fights I've seen. I mean, they really it really showed, you know, uh, how how good these women could be when they're well trained. But I gotta tell you, I thought Joanna won that fight. I thought she was, even though she wasn't doing as much damage as Maylee was, she was coming forward, she was throwing the jabs, mixing up the kicks, and catching her not not as hard as Maylee, but but still, I thought I thought mm-hmm. she she won that fight. Uh, give us your thoughts on that. I mean, does it does it make a difference if you're doing more damage or if you're coming forward? Uh, how did you see that fight? You know, I think the damage is what is the the difference, make the difference yeah. for the fight. You know, uh, you, you can throw a lot of attacks, but it, when you land the best shot, the heavy shot, the damage is there. You know. It, you need to win, you know. You you really yeah. want that. There, what I think was the big difference. Both want, but uh, the best shots, the heavy shots, made the difference in the fight for sure. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I don't know about you, but I was amazed that Joanna didn't go down. I mean, she she got hit with some shots. Well, as you can see, but to this day, to this day, she because uh, I follow her online. All the swelling and everything has gone down, but you know how bruises go like from a dark purple to like a greenish yellow or whatever. Uh-huh. She's still in the like like the greenish yellow stage. But I mean, her spirits are up, and she's she's already talking about maybe getting a rematch. Do you think she should get an immediate rematch, or do you think it should be well late? Let's let's see what happens or whatever. Because I think a, a rematch would draw money. But um, what do you think? Yes, I think the rematch makes sense. Even like the fight was pretty close. Yeah. You know, had they like a, visually was like a lot of damage in Holana, but it was pretty close. I think a rematch right now makes sense. Yeah, I think I think it would be pretty good. I gotta tell you, man, even before all this coronavirus uh, hit and everything, the fights were pretty good. The the UFC, it's weird. It, it kind of goes like peaks and valleys. There'll be a time where it's kind of ah, it's okay, but then it'll just hit a streak. You know, and the fights will just be really good. They were in Brazil for the first time with no with no crowd. You know, or nothing, mm-hmm. which I can imagine how it was for the fighters. But I mean, that show was great. I mean, great fights, great action, and everything. And mm-hmm. it really kind of showed that it doesn't really matter, even though you don't have your crowd backing you. They still came to fight. So I thought it. I thought it did really well. Now, speaking of that, I was, um, you know, I follow Gerson on his Facebook, and I saw on your Facebook where you, where it said something about there's a trend in SoCal where some of the fighters are fighting in the desert to build up their records. Can, can you expand on that a little bit? 
Yes, you know, like back in the day, like a few years back, the MMA people was doing this on the south, like the San Diego area. Uh-huh. Now we start here on the Palm Springs area, you know, a big event, a name event. I don't want to name nobody, but uh, <laughs> I've been seeing they start a Muay Thai, Muay Thai area, as the league there, and man, most of the fighters is, you know, well-known fighters, uh, gym owners, and man, they go there, win fights in 10 seconds. You can see, yeah. nobody talk about the name of the opponent, nobody barely posting a full video, just like a little clip of the knockout. And you can see the opponent, man, they don't know nothing. Like, they don't even know how to move, not even like how to put a guard, you know. But I don't know what's the goal, if it's just to entertain yeah. their egos or uh, their crowd. But uh, I don't think it's right, you know. Like, Yeah, well, uh, it's funny It's funny because you and I talked about that before when, when you, when, uh, you were um, – before Fight Solutions, when they would shoot the box over in Long Beach, we were talking, and, and I asked you some, some similar question like that, and you told me, well, why would somebody want to fight somebody that doesn't have a good record uh, or to, to continue? Why would you want to fight the best so you could say, hey, man, I fought the best, and I beat the best? You know, and if you beat somebody who you knew you could beat, what does that say about you as a fighter? You know, I, that that's always stuck yeah. to me to, to this day. And, you know, guys like Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz, those guys, they have losses. But they when when Jorge Masvidal said, hey, man, I'm the baddest dude. And Nick Diaz, or, uh, yeah, Nate Diaz said, hey, man, I'll fight you. You know, he, he doesn't pick and choose. He just says, hey, if this guy's supposed to be the best, then that's who I want to fight. And to me, that's kind of the way mm-hmm. I think it should be, you know? Yes, I think he's what the sport is about, to be a fighter. You know, yeah. you don't want the easy fight. You want to challenge yourself. You're first of all, you're a fighter because you like to fight. If yes. you like to fight, you like it to challenge yourself. You know, you want to prove for yourself yeah. and for everybody that you're the best. So fight a guy that don't know nothing, don't prove nothing. Don't <laughs> yeah, bring nothing to you? the table. You don't even yeah. learn nothing, you know. You fight a good guy, you lose it. Oh, yes, you, you see things. That, I'm not that kind of coach that I win or lose, you learn. No. You want to yeah. win everything. But if you lose, it's better losing for someone that exposes something in yourself to work and get better. But yeah. you need that good challenge to find the weak spots in your own game to make it better, you know, and not just feed the ego like this guy's been doing. You feed your ego when you fight the real deal or when someone a little better, you're going to lose. Yeah. So that yeah, is and you always. Time. Yeah, and you always learn. You know, you learn from from a loss. You know, you you, you go back and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, man," and the coach says, "Look, well, if you would have did this, we could have done better here." And and that's that's what we're trying to say here. You know, we're not putting anybody down or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that to me, that's the way it is. I just don't want mixed martial arts to become like boxing, where this guy, like Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. says, "Well, I can't beat Manny Pacquiao, so I'm gonna fight this guy," or you know, like that. So uh-huh. I just don't want it to become something like that. But anyways, Grosin, I, 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 I let me tell you something. I, I it, it's, it would take me forever to tell you what we've been through to keep the show back on the air, but I'm finally back. I'm by myself. I finally got to learn how to do the board and everything. The one good thing that came out of this coronavirus is I was able to find all my good uh, live equipment. I got new tables. I got new mic stands and everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I promise nice. once this is all over, I'm going to go down to Fight Solutions, the one in, in Gerando Beach. So that we could do a live show. Then there's no time limit. If you want to do an hour, we can do an hour. You know, get some students on there and really get out there. I know I've been promising you forever, but it's just taking <laughs> that long to get myself together. So it's trying to help me. 
to kind of help me get everything organized or whatever. So we'll definitely come down to Fight Solutions. Mm-hmm. So not only in Hidalgo Beach, but you got still have the one in Long Beach, you know? Yeah, the Long Beach is our only gym now. On the end of the year, like 2019, I got a good offer for the Hidalgo oh. Beach gym. And okay. since you are ma- mainly our, our you know, schedule and our members are from Long Beach, we yeah. could not pass the offer, you know. I so, say, you know what? Yeah, two gyms is a lot of working, a lot to deal with the, so many different coaches and flaky. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I well, want to kind of little burn it, you know. I say, you know well, even, I'm even, stay within my headquarters. Yeah. Well, even better for me because um, I'm in Long Beach too, so I, it's even better for me to get down there a lot more easily so mm-hmm. uh, we'll definitely be down there to come and check you out as soon as all this is over i have a feeling mm-hmm. everybody's just going to be that much stronger you know and that much better you know because they've been you know c- uh, cooped up for so long i think it's just going to really make a big difference but uh again i gotta apologize uh gerson because you know i'm running up against the clock but i said hey, i gotta try to get him on even if it's for a little bit you know since because he's always been good to me and good to the show so for the people listening don't forget Fight Solutions in Long Beach. I'm going to try to get down there so we can do a live broadcast, get the people to come down and check it out because Gerson, the heck of a trainer. You know, uh, Luis always tells me, hey, man, when I go down to train with uh, with Gerson down there, man, it's always a pleasure. So we'll definitely see you uh, real soon. Okay, my right. friend? Oh, for sure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm always open to you guys. Anytime you guys need, you know, we are here. We're always open for Any, anything you guys need. And- and you are welcome anytime on the show, anytime to promote or whatever. You're always welcome. But I'm going to come and see you real soon. Okay, my friend? Great, great. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. You got Gerson Shilipak, everybody. Make sure you check him out. Um, I got to wrap it up, even though I have Gerson on right now. So we'll see everybody here next Thursday. Gerson, I'll see you real soon. Okay, my friend? Thank you. See you soon. You got it. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> I don't know if I do. 